Hi there, my name is Amanda Poole Walsh, and I'm the founder of Astrology Hub. And I'm astrologer Stormy Grace. And we're here together for your weekly forecast for the week beginning on October 21st, 2019. And as always, we're going to start here with the overarching theme for the week. Stormy, what would you say that theme is? Oh man, we are in the fall time. We're dealing with relationships. We've got energy moving into Scorpio this week. So we're going to get a little bit deeper, but the theme of this week is getting deeper, but taking those intentions and questions and desires we have into the new moon. Awesome. Okay. So questions, desires into the new moon. Stormy, I've started a very diligent practice of writing down my new moon intentions on the actual new moon, like on the actual conjunction when it's actually happening. And I'm feeling a lot of power in that practice. It was inspired because we did that Mars and Venus conjunction ceremony with Adam Gainsburg and Gemini Brett a few months ago. And it's there's something about, of course, this is what astrology is all about, right? But the power and potency of that exact moment. So when is the new moon? The new moon is actually going to be happening as we end the week. So it's on Sunday. So you'll be able to take advantage of that, which is, you know, you get a whole week of figuring out what you're going to take as your intentions, as your questions, as your desires for that new moon. So you've got a whole week ahead of you. Perfect. So you guys can, you can all start thinking about that now and then actually write them down on the day of the new moon. Okay. So Stormy, let's dive into the week. Tell us about Monday. All right. Right at the beginning of the week, I actually love the way that we're coming in because the energy of relationships and just autumn, it has been a little bit heavy and reflective, but we're starting this week in romantic, daydreamy, kind of relaxing energy. We've got Venus in a trine to Neptune. So anything that's relaxing, pleasure inducing, it all goes, anything that's creative. And this is an interesting energy too, because at this point of the year, you may find yourself feeling like you want to be of service or you feel called towards a specific or special cause or something like that. And even in areas of um, high political traffic, if you've got a magnetism to that level of diplomacy, this is a phenomenal energy for you. And my actors and my singers, this is a day that this transit is so delicious to your vocal cords. So really eat it up. Ah, I love thinking of everybody out there singing. That's wonderful. Okay. Right. Let's sing on Monday. How often does that happen? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know that I've, I've ever had a directive based on the astrology to sing on a particular day. Well, it's Monday this week because on Tuesday, the moon is going to move into Leo and it's going to be in a sextile with Mars, who's over there in Libra. And then there's going to be a square with Venus and Scorpio later in the day. So what can happen today is relationship tensions can still appear. We are in autumn. We're focused on relationships. But also, this particular sextile gives you a very courageous energy and an open mind to move forward with things that you're seeing conversations that you need to have if you feel like you're needing to stick up for yourself in some way. Being honest, having that openness to yourself and sharing that with other people is going to make Monday and Tuesday so excellent for sharing and being social and sharing what's going on with you. On Wednesday, the sun is going to enter into the energy of Scorpio. Now we've got a different vibe coming our way all together because the energy of the sun will have shifted. So our needs now 
are going to be focused on transformation for the next four weeks, okay? On Thursday, because that sun has moved into Scorpio and the moon is traveling through very particular Virgo, you may spend the next few days exactly the way I would want you to, in a little bit of self-examination. You're looking at the details of your life before you launch into this new moon on Sunday. What are you seeing that needs depth, that needs your transformation and participation? That's what's going to really give you a powered pack set of questions and intentions for your moon. You know, the way that we word those intentions is really important, I'm finding. So if, okay, so let's just say this new moon, it's about transformation. So are you saying the relationship focus is because of Scorpio or because of the other aspects? Because I know Libra, for example, was also relationships. So this is relationships, but kind of like a different emphasis on relationships. Absolutely. Libra will focus on into the actual relationships, right? The relationship of balance. So it doesn't necessarily have to be people, but it's going to be where is my life needing balance, right? And as we move into Scorpio and we take that theme of the balancing or the relationships, we're going to get deeper into that, right? Because to look at your life and say, is this relationship good for me? You're like, well, I don't know. We're all paying bills together. Nobody's unhappy. But when Scorpio moves in, you're going to say, but wait a minute, my emotional needs aren't being met wait a minute, I'm spending too much money over here, right? It illuminates this whole side of you that you can't see because it's almost as if your eyes are too afraid to really see it until you jump into the energy of Scorpio, who's not afraid to go to hell and back and bring you the details and the root issues. Mm. Which in general is something with ourselves, right? <laughs> so if, if you're setting those intentions, it's not, uh, hey, I want XYZ person to change so that I feel like my needs are being met. It would be more like, I want to be able to see what's blocking me from living a life where my needs are met, or I feel passionate, or I feel abundant. And so I think if we can focus those intentions more on us, you know, ourselves and what we need to see or what conversations we need to initiate in order to get our needs met or um, what actions we need to take, then I think that it's, it's, it's much more powerful than trying to intend that someone else change to meet what you need. And what I'm hearing you say, Stormy, is that this is an opportunity for us to see our own blind spots. You know, those places that, like you said, for some reason, we just can't see at other times. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I get it. And there's where I need to do some work. So it, it's, it's amazing, again, how this cosmic curriculum works. You know, it's like, Okay, we're seeking balance, you know, during Libra season and trying to find the places in our life where we need more balance. And then Scorpio comes, it's like, well, look deeper. You know, it, it may look like this on the surface. It may look like it has to do with your scheduling. But really, there's something much deeper than that, uh, giving us an opportunity to really transform. Absolutely. And the best thing that I always encourage people to do is just look back. How have things changed over the last year? So maybe you wanted to start talking about a specific topic, but where you're at this year, are you still passionate and on fire for that topic? Right? Is the intensity still there? Because if not, Scorpio is going to be like, it's not, this is not as great as we thought it was, but we have more. It's so good. So just look back a year and see what's changed. Okay, so Stormy, with all of this relationship theme brewing and, and up for all of us, it might be a good time for you to take a look at our Astrology of Relationships workshop, which we are actually having this weekend with the wizard himself, Rick Levine. So it's going to be Friday night and 
all day Saturday. Of course, it's recorded, so if you can't make the event live, that's okay. But he is going to be going into some serious depth, Scorpio style, around relationships, around what astrology can do to help us in our relationships, what it can't do in helping us with our relationships, um, and then also teach you four different techniques that you can use with the chart so that you can understand and maybe get some, some more of those blind spots illuminated for you as you seek to understand and have more compassion and have more harmony and joy in the relationships in your life. So that's happening this week. If you want to join us for that, you still can. It's astrologyhub.com slash relationships. That's astrologyhub.com slash relationships. If you're an inner circle member, you do have special pricing on that and you've received an email from us that gives you your discount code. So look for that email. And if you can't find it, you know you can always email us at support at astrologyhub.com and we'll make sure that you get your special inner circle member pricing. But it's going to be so much fun. I am so excited. Rick is on fire on this topic. It's pretty much the number one question that people come to astrologers with. Stormy, would you say that's true? Oh, absolutely. Relationships, things just left and right. That is the number one question. So what is it? Like, I'm not getting along with this person. Are we going to make it? If this new person came into my life, or is, is, it the, is he or she the one? Like, what kind of questions are you getting? Yes, I definitely get those. And right now, specific in this particular timing and what I'm seeing a trend with in my practice is, am I ever going to be able to have a healthy love life? Like, or is this it? Am I done? I'm just going to die alone. Like, what's the story? You know, and so it's a lot of wanting to evolve to even know if they can have a relationship. So it's kind of a neat time for that. And I think this is the perfect season. And Rick, oh my God, like I love him. So everybody watch. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be amazing. It's so much fun. So all right, so let's talk about the weekend. We're going to be hopefully joining all of you with this workshop, but what's going to be happening astrologically? Oh my goodness, I love that this is going to be blowing through in time for that workshop too, because Friday and Saturday, you have a couple of days where you're going to continue some self and relationship reflection for sure. But what happens very specifically is that your existing relationships come right into your view, right? They become available for your knowledge of knowing that they can evolve, that there's a more, more profound level of this relationship available. So the question is, what do you want here from this relationship? If it's the relationship with food, if it's the relationship with the people in your life, the relationships that feel the most prominent, important to you, what do you want here? Venus is going to come into a sextile with Pluto. You're looking for true feelings here, true feelings of yours, true feelings of the people you're engaging with. And the moon is going to make its way through Libra as well. So it's bringing that partnership just nicely up. But it also brings up the internal questions which this weekend you get to get clarity on as we come to the moon. So see, by the time you're rolling in there with Rick, by the time you're rolling into this new moon, you've got a set of questions you want answers to available for you at this moon. God, I love when that happens. You guys, we didn't plan that. I would love to say that we planned it for that weekend perfectly. It truthfully was the only weekend that Rick could do it. So it's like, I love when that happens though. When the astrology just, I've found that happens a lot. You know, the circumstances will conspire to create the perfect time. And yes, it's the perfect time for the thing happening here on earth. And yes, the astrology is supporting it. So that is just wonderful. All right. So we're going into Sunday, new moon time. So we're in the new moon and at the new moon, we plant our seeds of intention. It doesn't mean you have to begin a whole brand new something. It can be that you want something to have a fresh start. You want fresh eyes on it, kind of a clean slate, right? 
And in order to work in Scorpio fashion, true Scorpio fashion with this moon, this is a challenging moon because you're going to bring your questions. But what this moon is going to support is your personal house cleaning. In order to evolve, you've got to shed the bad habits. You've got to shed the people. You got to shed the things that feel like they are no longer a viable part of your world in order to have these new intentions come alive, right? So the challenge, the setup astrologically is that there's a square between Mars and Saturn. And then even later in the day, there's a sun Uranus opposition. So it is literally the house cleaning energy of your season that says, all right, man, where's your common ground? Where are you going to compromise and where are you going to shed? Because we're ready to give you evolution if you will do this little bit of work and see it for what it is. It's just really getting honest at this moon and then you get a fresh start just two weeks later. Hmm, I love it, Stormy. Okay, so biggest takeaways for this week. Number one, the theme of the week is around intentions and questions. So this is our opportunity with the waning moon to really go inside and reflect and start to gather those questions and gather those intentions so that we're ready for the new moon on Sunday. Number two, the sun is going into Scorpio this week, which is bringing to the forefront of our awareness some of our blind spots, enabling us to go deeper, enabling us to go beneath the surface. Um, And then number three, uh, we are going to be having this opportunity for a fresh start on Sunday with the actual new moon. It's going to be a challenging new moon only in that it's an opportunity for us to be honest and to really do that personal housekeeping and let go of the things that we need to let go of. Um, And that can be, again, I think we always jump to, oh, I'm going to have to let go of some person, which sometimes is true. But a lot of times it's something within you that's blocking you from being able to actually have intimacy and connection with the people in your life. So what are those things that you need to let go of? And take the time to write them down on Sunday. Book a little appointment with yourself and make sure that you have a nice journal. I'm, I'm keeping the same journal for every new moon so that I can just track you know, I can look back and, and easily, I have other, another journal for like, you know, my musings and things. And then of course I have my work journal, which is like my to-do list list. And then this journal is just completely dedicated to the new moon work, which it just makes it easier to look back. So maybe you would want to think about doing something like that as well. Anything you want to add to that stormy? I think that it's a great week to just remember to observe and answer honestly what is not vital for you. Just look back in this last year. What's not vital? And even if it's not capping your life and tipping the boat over, there's something that you wish there was a little bit more passion happening. And there's just something that is ready to shed its leaves and get some new ones. So where is that in your life? Just look. The answers will become obvious if you just ask. Wonderful. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much. Remember to check out the relationship workshop. Sounds like, of course, the perfect timing um, for us to be diving deep into relationships. So check it out at astrologyhub.com slash relationships. And we'd love to connect with you there. That's Friday afternoon and Saturday, pretty much all day. Again, it's recorded and will be available uh, about 24 hours after the live event. So if you can't join us live, no worries. All right, and stick around because we have our next segment, our ask segment with Stormy, and we're going to be taking an audience member's question and answering it live with the astrology charts. So stick around. 
Okay, everybody, it is now time for our Ask segment of the show. We are here with Kirsten Hearn, who is calling in from Los Angeles. Kirsten is an Inner Circle member, and we are so grateful you're here, Kirsten. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. I'm very grateful. Yay, awesome. Okay, so tell us, what is the burning question on your heart here today? My question is, can we identify mystical or even mundane gifts in our natal charts based off of certain aspects or any other signatures and like our individual cosmic imprints to sort of kind of reinforce intuitive gut feelings that we have about special gifts? So you're kind of wondering if if you can see, look in the chart and see and confirm that you have intuitive gifts, mystical gifts, maybe clairvoyance or clair, like those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah, if there are things that have been sort of patterns for other people that are certain, a certain type of conjunction in a certain house or something like that, that has proven to be sort of an identifier of that kind of thing. Kristen, thank you so much for letting me look at your chart and thank you for your question. And certainly there are some age old tried and true aspects that we've seen consistently throughout the ages of astrology that give us those indicators. Um, And there are also just being able to look at the chart and kind of understand what you're looking for in particular areas that give you not only just maybe one of those age old indicators, but it also just gives you your own roadmap to where your strengths are going to be and how you can use those to play those out. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a two part question for sure. But what I looked at instead of just the overarching idea was specifically looking at your chart because I'd like you to know your gifts. But I can tell you too, typically when I look at someone's chart and I see that they've got a moon in the 12th house, some of the clairs are usually fired up in some way, shape, or form, whereas clairaudient, clairsentient, you know, whatever it is, you do, you are tapped into that place that's a little bit more in between the worlds. Not to mention your moon is in a water sign in a water house. So the connection, the connectivity being there is phenomenal. I really think that if you hone it in and you practice and you trust it a little bit more, that's going to be to your benefit. I mean, it's always to the benefit of humans to trust their intuition, but yours is just a little bit more innately there. Now, your moon also sits in conjunction with your Uranian Uranian energy there in the fourth house or in the 12th house, my goodness. So one of the things that the Uranian energy gives me the sense of is this is way different than what your parents were working with, right? Like your parents were not running around being like, oh, I am pretty sure I just saw 1111. We should do some things. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that was, I think for a time and maybe even subconsciously still, which we're in the good season to work on this, a hold back, right? Where it's like, oh man, am I going to be the psychic chick in the family? (laughs) Right? And that's hard because we don't want to let those people down. So I think a part of your work that you've got going on here, especially based on some other other aspects that are happening there, is that you are continuing to shed that. And that's kind of confusing. It is confusing, I think, for you specifically when it does come to talking to family about things like this. Even if you do and are able to have that connection um, with other people, it's, it's a little bit harder there. But where this taps into your innate gift that you've got to give is these two being in conjunction make a beautiful trine to your natal north node, which this is where you're going, right? Like you know how to use that south node. You've you've had those behaviors, you know how to use them a hundred thousand times and they're in Aquarius. So being different is is not new news to you. But now it's taking that newness out in that Leo North Node and doing something with it, being like, this lifetime is mine. I'm the psychic kid. And I'm also going to do it this way, but owning the crap out of that. And that takes time. 
that takes work, right? We don't just arrive at that North Node. So you innately, though, if you put those gifts together and take yourself out into the spheres that you're going to work in and trust that intuition and develop it, oh man, girl, that's a powerhouse kind of energy, especially because that North Node is up there in the eighth house. So that leads me to my other thought for you really quickly. Your 10th house is ruled by Virgo. This is a healer's chart, right? So in what you have to give to the world, it's healing and it's healing in a Mercury way. So whether that's speaking, whether that's talking, you've got that Leo in the eighth house. It makes me think that getting into someone's head is where you're going to have strength to be able to do that. So before the show, we were talking a little bit, you said, I'm a copywriter. And I'm like, well, you're lying because your chart says you're a healer. So let's, let's, let's get on board with going to medical school. Let's go. Right. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Oh my gosh. And I have that Chiron in the sixth house that I'm always not totally sure how that plays out, but yeah, just there's so many conjunctions and everything or uh, aspects that I'm not a hundred percent confident, like locating on my own. So that trying actually makes sense and helps with the North node. Cause I know that's like the big, the big guy, the North node for sole purpose. So. Yeah. Well, and you've got, you know, from your, from your 10th house space, um, it also, you also share energy up there with Libra, but you've got Jupiter and Saturn. And it's always funny when they dance together. Cause it's like, stop, go, stop, go. Right. <laughs> and they're in trying though to your natal South node. So the things that are overdeveloped that you know how to do well, you give them away to people, right? Like, you know what it's like to feel like the one that's different. You know what it's like to want to have a different path than what is traditional and in front of you. So you help other people or you can, as you go forward, help other people challenge the traditions that are in front of them to see if it's the right path for them. You just, you are so gifted at being able to do that if you can continue to work that, that, um, Leo North Node for sure here. And with that Chiron energy, just to give you a tip, Chiron and Taurus, this is about value. You've got to recognize your value. You have value out there in the world. You have value in the market. You have value as an independent, doing it your way practitioner, right? And and that's always the work of Taurus. What's my value here? And then as you get ready to go forward and do whatever training you've got coming next, um, it's going to be that position of understanding that yes, truly you can make money with this. And that you're also going to help other people with that because that's the giveaway, right? Like in order to heal and work with that Chiron energy, you have to take all the places you've been hurt and you hand it to somebody else so that you can heal and so, so can they. Yeah, I'm working on that now. So that's really reinforcing because it's been a really crazy couple of years. Definite dark night of the soul last year. And then this year really kind of taking responsibility for everything that I can. And so... Yeah, this is like the kind of reinforcement. It's like you, when you know things, but you just like want something left brain to kind of compartmentalize it and, and give it a little bit more light. And so this, yeah, this is very illuminating. Kristen, why did you ask this question? Like what, what was happening for you? Well, I've been working, I've been, like I said, I'm 38. I've been practicing various forms of like right hand path, white magic, um, Wicca since I was like 12, 13, getting into tarot. Um, my family um, is from Finland. I'm first generation. And my mom is very, like Stormy said, was not like spooky at all. But my aunt kind of had like, um, we, we were very similar where we just kind of feel a little bit something extra all the time. Never since I was younger, I've kind of felt that. And I feel like because it wasn't cultivated when I was younger, it kind of got pushed down and kind of manifested as like anxiety and probably depression that I've kind of had my whole life. So in the last year, I've been really digging deep and like excavating stuff from childhood and everything else. Um, and it's just that confidence where 
having something, you know, kind of concrete, like, you know, trusting astrology and believing in astrology, you know, using what you see in it as a map, it is scientific. So to me, that's like concrete. So it was looking for something like that to make me feel like I'm not crazy because it was so not cultivated when I was younger. And I even work with like a coven of women in LA, like there's Ayurvedic practitioners and Kundalini teachers. And I feel really good and safe and like a teacher in that group, but I'm still trying to find my confidence and my footing to bring this out into the world. So like the stuff Stormy said about the Chiron, like releasing those things in my value and thinking I can make money, you know, it's, um, it's, it's hard to, to get past those like really concrete belief systems. So that was a really long answer, but <laughs> no, no, it's perfect. It's perfect. And, and just sometimes I think we can be hard on ourselves with this because, because what you're tapping into is really deep rooted, like in our DNA survival stuff, because the way that we used to survive was by being in the pack and blending in. We didn't want to stand out because then we were a target. You know, it's okay that you have that, just recognizing it though, not allowing it to continue to drive you. But unconsciously, we all have that. It's like, you don't want to be too far out there because then again, you're the one that like gets attacked. So, you know, blending in and being normal and kind of doing the thing everybody else does, it's like kind of coded into us. And I feel like that's such the call for so many people right now. They're like, you know what? But, but things need to change, you know, and, and I'm not happy being in the pack. Like I know I need to like break out and do my own thing. And so, you know, especially with the family stuff, you know, it's like talk about just built in like this, you don't, you may not even really think you care, but somewhere in there, it's like such an instinctual thing to remain a part of that tribe, you know? Especially parents, you know, cause then like, oh, my kid's imaginative and kind of kooky. It's like, you don't want to be, and my mom is awesome. Like, this is not to say anything like she was condescending or whatever, but I also just knowing ancestrally, like deep, deep down the family line, like I feel, I've always felt a connection to Finland and, and like the Sami people. I mean, they're very respectful, like shaman, like they're, it's, that they're like known for that. And I just feel this connection to my ancestry, but there's this like kind of crooked block in the middle that, that isn't letting me access it. And so I, it's, it's like, I keep looking for evidence to know that I kind of have this in me and then can start to trust my intuition and through meditation and other, other ways of, of tapping in, just sort of try to communicate and, and like pull those gifts up to the surface. So. Well, and give yourself, I think that when we're, when we're searching Sometimes it's just because we don't have the trust in those abilities yet, which is fine. You know, you got to start somewhere. So just according to your, your transiting energies right now, finding that safe place with the groupings and continuing to put yourself out there and really working that social level, that is where you're going to find your safety first, but also give yourself the benefit of just needing to develop a track record of faith right? Like truly. And the only way that you can do that is by taking yourself out into the world, making your predictions, making your whatever, saying it, letting people see it, hear it, let you see it, hear it, and then step back and watch your work. And that's going to be a big deal for you because you do need things that are so concrete, but you can't have that track record of, yes, I can trust myself if you won't do it, right? You won't outside of, of, of your comfort zone. And right now, just in your chart um, in general, I think you've got a lot of help with Saturn and Pluto working over there because it's taking on that mothering energy. So I'm literally able to watch a piece of you like dying off because you can't sustain that value anymore. Right. And it's, you've got helpers, you've got helpers, right? And Pluto's not quite out of retrograde, but as it comes out of retrograde, the things that you want, cause this sounds like when you speak, it sounds like this is where you want to go. You'll be 
to start to take those things forward, but you're going to do it as a new woman. And I will tell you, looking at your chart, as you become this new woman and you're ready to walk her forward a little bit, I think the first thing you do is you become terrified of her, right? Because you're like, holy crap, she's about to tell my mom, fill in the blank, right? Or, or I'm really about to do this thing. But I don't believe that it takes you long, Kristen. I think that you're able to step into it, but also stick close to the grouping, stick close to your source of, of, of power and influence because they'll continue to give you courage. And um, by the time we get to June of 2020, it looks like someone younger than you, probably another woman is coming in and she has similar, not the same issues, but what she's going to ask you is to show her how to teach or show her how to do something. And I think that's another boost to your confidence. So look for her to show up somewhere around June. Okay. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. I love having things to look forward to like that. Oh yeah. Right. Me too. Like Kate. It's like, you can kind of feel it come in and then just, yeah, just to know that that person's out there. So. And report back to us so we can have a full circle moment. I will. I will. Definitely. I'll send you a picture with me and this young girl like hanging out. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And Kirsten, you have the support of the inner circle as well. So like maybe you've gotten used to doing the communication in the coven and, and, you know, some of the groups you're in, maybe just make a commitment to expand that a little bit for the next month and then expand a little bit more, you know, and just like keep practicing in different venues to get that confidence that you need. No, exactly. Just using my voice and being less, because I'm not a shy person. I'm really chatty, but with new things, I do kind of hold back. So that's why the inner circle is great because it is like off the bat, just a safe space to, to talk about these things. Well, anything that we hold really close to our hearts, you know, that feels really vulnerable and really just like they can really see us. That's scary to like put it out there because you could get hurt right? It would hurt a lot more. You know, chatty is one thing because we can keep it like on the surface, but real deep, like, you know, if someone rejects that, it's going to hurt a lot. So that's why the, the fear is there. But I think just keep practicing. And like Stormy said, you're going to get that confidence you need and, and uh, you can make some serious magic happen, girl. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. It's very, very enlightening and illuminating. So yeah, this is great. Thank you. Yeah, you're totally welcome. Thank you for letting me um, take a look around. And just remember, it's baby steps right now. There's no, like, you're not leaping off the cliff into success tomorrow. This is going to take a minute, but it's definitely there. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us, Kirsten. Take care and please keep in touch. I will. Thank you, Amanda. And for all of you out there, thank you so much for tuning in today to the podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. Thank you so much for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life. We'll catch you on the next episode. Relationships, putting your dreams into action, your ideal career path. What themes are up for you to explore this coming month? Find out now by downloading Astrology Hub's free lunar cycle calendar for next month. The calendar gives you details on the upcoming week's cosmic curriculum, including the theme, mantras, daily aspects, and journal prompts you can use to work with the energy. Just go to astrologyhub.com slash calendar to get your free lunar cycle calendar now. That's astrologyhub.com slash calendar. Hi, this is Chris Kaplan, the producer of the Astrology Hub podcast. This episode is over, but check the show notes for links to products and services you've heard about during this episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please subscribe and rate using the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts.